on, and we're gonna have the hap hap happiest Christmas. I'll never turn to the dark side. Into Benoit Blanc. Can you introduce me as Joker? I am the father. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Phil at the Movies. I'm your host, Phil Walsh, and you're listening to episode number 89 of this ongoing podcast series that is for the love of movies. Back today with another Christmas-themed episode, a new holiday, an animated holiday film to talk to you guys about. But before I unwrap this particular present, uh, I want to take care of a little bit of housekeeping, as I often do at this point of the show, and just begin by saying thank you to you, the listeners, to you, the friends, for tuning in each and every week and being a part of this cinematic journey with me. All of your support, your encouragement, and your embrace and friendship of this show has just meant the world to me, and I am so grateful to each and every one of you as we are fast approaching nearly two years uh, since uh, I started doing this show, and I have loved every single minute of it. So I just want to, again, just say thank you for being a part of it and tuning in each week. And if you haven't done so, uh, I would uh, love it if you could rate and review this show on either Spotify or or, uh, drop a rating and write a review on Apple Podcasts. It's just a great way to continue to grow the show and increase the the outreach and listeners each week. So uh, any little help uh, that you can send that way would be greatly appreciated. But uh, as I've said over and over again, and I do apologize if I sound like a broken record, uh, I am just so grateful for your continued support and love of this show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so on to today's main topic. The film that I'm going to share with you today is called Merry Little Batman. And it is an animated film. It's streaming now on Amazon Prime. And I have to confess, this was a movie that was not uh, necessarily lighting up like a Christmas tree for me. And I say that as a fan of the Batman character. Uh, But as I've indicated in the past, I tend to prefer my iterations of the character to be a darker, more serious, adult-themed type of story. And this is clearly designed for perhaps younger viewers. So I kind of put it off and think, well, I'll, I'll see what happens, uh, maybe catch it down the, down the line. But I had a chance to review the film earlier in December, uh, and I've included the article uh, as well if you want to read more of my thoughts on this particular film. Uh, but I you know, went into it, tried to go in with an open mind, as I always do with any movie, uh, you know, acknowledging to myself that you know certainly this is not a Batman story necessarily geared towards uh, me or, or or my particular interest, but I am proud and happy to say that this is one of those situations where my my expectations were surpassed and I was happy to be proven wrong. This movie is a Yuletide delight. It is a funny, wacky 
at the same time heartwarming story that has a great Christmas message, and of course, it's Batman. So what's not to love about this film? Uh, it's larger than life. The story itself is told through the eyes of Batman's eight-year-old son. Now, I won't get into all of the uh, background on that particular uh, storyline. I'll tell you, to if you're interested, to tune in uh, for an episode of DC Unlimited Pod, the other show that I uh, co-host with my two buddies, Chris Evans and Anthony Caruso. Uh, so I won't spare you with, with a, uh, a full uh, exposition dump on that. Just know that Batman has a son and has had one for quite some time in the comics. So the movie is told primarily through his child's point of view, uh, Damien. And that kind of adds to adds an interesting layer to the story because normally any Batman story is told through his point of view. And it's sort of interesting to see that flipped where we're now seeing the world of Batman through a child's eyes. And that's kind of a, a unique turn on the mythos because I remember what it was like to be eight years old and I remember you know, being a Batman fan at the time and of course still am, but particularly at that young age, everything is so grand and larger than life and you just can't wait to be swept up in the adventures in Gotham City. And that's what's going on with Damien. He wants to be a superhero and crime fighter just like his dad, but of course Batman is hell-bent on keeping his son out of the crime-fighting business. And it's sort of interesting to see Batman portrayed in a, in a more light-hearted manner. I wouldn't say it's akin to the Adam West version or, or anything, but it's a much more funny and uh, sort of overprotective dad uh, mode that, than perhaps we're used to seeing. Uh, certainly casual audiences would be used to seeing, but uh, he's voiced by Luke Wilson, which is an inspired choice. He had, brings such a deadpan delivery, and he's tossing around dad jokes, and it's just it's just different to sort of see Batman in a different light. He still, of course, is the, uh, the Cape Crusader that we all know and love, but it's different to see him put in a, in a more uh, humanizing role, if you will, as opposed to just the uh, stoic and, and brooding vigilante. This is, the, uh, this is the dad version of Batman, and I found it to be quite uh, funny and, and, and entertaining. In addition to, to Luke Wilson, there's a great supporting cast of voice talents, including the legendary James Cromwell, who voices Alfred, and he is phenomenal in this. He brings a wit and a charm, and, and he's killing it with the one-liners. Uh, loved, loved seeing him interact with both Damien and with Batman, uh, and certainly you could honestly have an entire movie just based around his performance, because it really is an inspired choice. Uh, so the main plot of this film is Batman is called away on Christmas Eve, and Damien is left essentially by himself. And when he uncovers a plot by a number of Batman's old enemies, including the clown prince of crime himself, the Joker, voiced by David Hornsbury, uh, Damien steps up, puts on a Batman costume, and tries to go out and prevent these, uh, these dastardly villains from succeeding with their plot to steal Christmas in Gotham City. It's just a wild carefree ride. Uh, again, this is not a serious, gritty take on Batman, so if you're expecting something like in the movies or even uh, more uh, in the line of the animated series, which was much more mature in its storytelling, that is not the case here. But I want to put out that disclaimer. There is no dumbing down of the Batman 
mythos. Uh, there's some there's some jokes and there's a lot of uh, sort of gentle uh, ribs, <laughs> if you will, at the uh, the mythology. But it's all done with love and and with with smiles. The director Mike Roth is a big fan of the character, and that comes through. There's a lot of Easter eggs and references to the movies and other aspects of Batman's history. Uh, and as a fan, I found that to be. Uh, all the more enjoyable and kind of enhanced my uh, my viewing uh, pleasure of this film. But ultimately, it's a Christmas movie. It's got Batman in it. And what's not to love about that? It, it's heartwarming. It's funny. The animation might be a little jarring for some people because it is a little, um, I, I guess the best word to say is playfully wacky. But it it works with both the tone and the story itself, so I, I didn't find it that distracting. Uh, but I, I had a great time with this film. Like I said, the, the voice talents are are a pleasure and, and an absolute delight. And the story itself, I mean, it's an eight-year-old kid running around trying to be Batman on Christmas Eve and going up against all of his familiar, uh, familiar rogues gallery. And, of course, you throw in some holiday hijinks, and you, you've got a great movie. So I was pleased to uh to have this film sort of surpass my my expectations because i did not think think i would enjoy it as much as i did but uh it's really a special animated film and i could see it becoming uh, a christmas classic if you will particularly uh for for fans of of the character And, and that's really what i latched on to the most i'm glad a film like this exists because batman is and I've probably said this before on the show, one of, if not the most adaptable characters in all of comics. And I say that because you can have, on the one hand, the Adam West version of Batman. On the other hand, you can have Christian Bale, Michael Keaton, Robert Pattinson. You can have the light, you can have the dark. Batman, for whatever the reason, works well, I think, when you sort of reinterpret him or, or reimagine him, and that's kind of the the genius of him. He can he can work in in many different settings and, and tones. Whereas, like a character like Superman, I think is kind of best done when he's more as an optimistic uh, Boy Scout, if you will, as opposed to maybe being a dark or, or gloomy figure. Uh, Batman, I think, kind of has that that balance where you can do him as a lighthearted comedy or you can do them as a serious crime drama. It all works and it still feels very true and, and natural to the character. And that's what I loved about Merry Little Batman. It could be funny, it could be whimsical, it could be over the top and larger than life at points, but yet it still gets down to that essence of Batman. And that is, of course, to me, uh, you know, something that I appreciate as a fan the Christmas, uh, the Christmas setting was just a, a wonderful, a wonderful little bonus. And this is now a, a number of, of entries in the Batman canon to have been set at Christmas time. So uh, yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed this particular one. There's some great uh, fights and, and and antics that go along, uh, particularly once uh, Batman and Damien are battling his foes. Uh, inside a giant snow globe, which was a, which was a cool uh, a cool setting. It kind of felt like a throwback to a lot of the uh, comic books of the Silver Age uh, back in the 1950s, early 1960s, sort of these larger than life props and settings. Uh, so it really did feel to me as as a fan 
a, a real love letter to the to the character and to the entire Batman mythology. So if you're looking for kind of a fun, wacky, whimsical uh, animated Christmas flick, I'd recommend checking this out, particularly if you are a fan of Batman, because I think there is something in this movie for everybody, not just uh, you know one uh, sort of target audience or the other. Um, but as I mentioned, again, I'm glad that it does exist because this is a great entry point for younger fans to be introduced to Batman, to his world, and then they can go on to discover the more serious and mature stories that exist and certainly have captivated imaginations and audiences around the world, including yours truly here. But uh, no, Merry Little Batman is a, is, is a Christmas delight. No coal in this particular stocking. Funny, wacky, charming, and a great voice cast to tie it all together in a perfect Christmas bow. So there's my recommendation for you today. Merry Little Batman. Pleased to say that I was a pleasantly surprised by this film. Did not expect to enjoy it as much as I did. But there's a classic case of sometimes you go in and you know, sort of you keep your expectations in check. You never know what the result uh, may be. You may just end up enjoying something a hell of a lot. And that is the case with Merry Little Batman. So that concludes today's episode. We are fast winding down the end of 2023. Just a couple more shows to go before the end of the year. Next week will be another Christmas ranking episode talking about all of my favorite Christmas movies. I'll have a special guest on the show as well. And then wrapping up the year will be a discussion of all of the movies of 2023, favorites and whatnot. So that's kind of what's on the agenda for the remainder of the year. But as always, I want to thank you for tuning in and being a part of this cinematic journey with me. That is all for now. I'll be back next week and we'll do this all over again for the love of Christmas movies. All copyright material used or referenced in this show belong to the rightful owners and is made possible by the Fair Use Act. Thank you for listening to Phil at the Movies.